Welcome to the Better Skin, Better Life show with me, your host, Rebecca Mason. Hey team, welcome back to the Better Skin, Better Life show, the only podcast radio show dedicated to your skin health. I'm your host and previous acne sufferer, Rebecca Mason, and I'm happy to be chatting with you today. So thank you for joining me and joining, jumping in. Just before we kick off, I just want to give a couple of updates on a couple of things that are going on. have been doing a bit of PR lately. On Tuesday, I did a recording with Bondi FM, so a radio station here in Sydney with over 250,000 listeners, and that was down at Bondi Beach, which was really cool. So I'll be posting that up soon when the recording finishes, but it was a great chance just to bring the basics of skin back down to planet Earth for those uh, who, who don't know the ins and outs of skin. And uh, I feel like I can say that because I went right back to exactly where I started, just uncovering all these different things about skin that I had no idea about because I'm not a dermatologist, I'm not a doctor, but did start this journey of uncovering what was happening with my own acne and my own skin. So if you're after a crash course to get up to date in terms of why we get acne, why it breaks out, what foods specifically are going to help or hinder our skin, I definitely recommend uh, recommend to check out that episode. I might actually just put it as one of the episodes coming up so you can check that out. So that's been going on. Um, so feel free to connect on the social pipes to keep up to date. Um, Better Skin, Better Life on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay. So you're listening in on the podcast, like I mentioned, and I just want to give a little update, a massive milestone recently, so definitely need to celebrate. Uh, this is up to episode 28 at the moment, and I'm really, really happy to announce that we're over a thousand downloads of the podcast now, guys, and um, it's really starting to pick up with that consistent audience, and I have a few amazing powerhouse episodes coming up, and I'm just really excited to be sharing and working with you on all of that amazing, powerful content. And without you, it's not possible. And the messages that I'm getting from you guys in terms of the content and the information, how it's helping is incredible. And I'm really glad that you're seeing the same steps in in your journey that I've experienced before, which is why I put this whole show together. So thank you for tuning in and give yourself a pat on the back for being brave to learn more information about a space that you may otherwise never had come to. So I'm really glad that you're actually taking the steps, taking the information and seeing the results in your own life and as you know I always say you know there's not much you know information and knowledge without action isn't really powerful it's just it's just potential but once you start acting on that information and knowledge and awareness that's when you can start to see the results so that's what I'm getting feedback from you guys you're actually doing the work and you're getting the results I'm really really pleased to see that happening so another little update, um, some of you may not know um, that I host an online community as part of the show and it's called Leave With Lipstick. Why did I pick that name? Because similar to anyone going through acne, it's so easy to feel ashamed of ourselves and hide underneath cakes of makeup. And all I really wanted to do going through my experience was be able to leave the house without that makeup and feel comfortable wearing just a little bit of lipstick, hence leave with lipstick. And recently 
I've hosted a game-changing masterclass with Dr. Nara Slapsis. He's the body doctor. We had him on a couple of episodes ago. He's amazing. So a local dietitian here in Sydney who coaches and trains from the dietitian point of view, um, elite athlete teams and clubs are very, very lucky to access him. And what we went through is he identified three core things about dairy. So not just saying why, you know, why dairy might be nefarious for us, but the three compounds within dairy that can impact our skin in the first place and then broke down what we can actually do about it. And then he went on to do the same with gluten and sugar for us. And that was such a game changer. Even for me, I feel like I'm constantly learning. That was phenomenal. It just helped identify ways to test for certain types of dairy and how that can impact the skin. So that's a masterclass and I've had held several others uh, that are now live on that forum called Leave With Lipstick. Uh, if you're interested in getting some of that content, it, it's just two coffees a week, so 10 bucks a week or nine, $9.90 really. So if you want to join in and tune into the community there and access some of those exclusive masterclasses, head on over to the website. I'll put the link in the in the show notes uh, and just register your interest. Uh, you can't just um, at the moment just log in just because I'm controlling the intake of people. I've been inundated with requests, but um, I'm just looking to take on 10 people at a time, which is what I've been doing just to make sure that the group is intimate as it's a community. So I'm really conscious of having the right people in because we're sharing stories and encouraging and boosting each other up. So I will uh, put a link in the notes and if you've got any questions, feel free to let me know. I'll put my email in, that should t- which uh, the team can pick up and I will respond to you if you've got any questions. So let's kick off with today. So talking about the lovely winter weather, and I know that those in uh, the different countries where you're listening from, this is a a global podcast, but um, those in the northern regions of the world will understand (laughs) understand winter in a different way to us down in Australia, which I appreciate. So your winters get to minus 40, and ours can get to about four, but to us it feels like minus 40. Um, so look, grab a hot chocolate or a one of my favorite paleo Mexican drinks, uh, paleo hot chocolate. Um, I've actually got the recipe for that up on the blog, I think. So I'll throw that in the show notes just so you can take a look if you like. But I can look, I can guarantee you that throughout this episode, you'll really want to have a nice hot beverage. So go and grab one of those and come back on or even a nice hot bowl of porridge. I have to admit, I'm, I I throughout uh, my research for this I I had to go and make a steaming hot bowl of porridge which I absolutely loved beautiful so if you're looking for um, I guess off the top of my head just to give you a bit of a recipe if you're looking for a healthy porridge quinoa is great so you can throw quinoa coconut milk um, so maybe a cup each into a saucepan nutmeg, uh, some cinnamon, mix that up, a dried fruit and nut mix, coconut, um, a bit of honey if you want to sweeten that up and some fruit on top and it's absolutely delicious. For those of us here in Australia, it's getting to that really, really chilly time. So winter's just kicked off. And what that means for us here is we crack open some red wine, we light fires and some of us tend to hibernate with that special someone for about three months. 
And as it's officially winter, it means insulation time. So <laughs> putting on a little bit of extra puppy fat from the chocolates and heavy meals and a couple of vinos or one too many vinos. So look, I, I mentioned it before, but contrary to popular belief, we actually get snow here in Australia. And it because um, particularly us here in Sydney, we're on the shoreline. So the winds are really bitter and... I'm not sure if you know, but when it's windy, it actually subtracts seven degrees, which is huge, seven degrees off your normal temperature. So it can get really, really bitter down to five. Like, like I said, down to zero, anywhere between zero to five sometimes. Okay. Um, I just, uh, just to share, I spent some time recently down the far south coast of New South Wales in the Highlands, which means um, it, it's the same height as a couple of our mountains, which means it gets a little bit cold. So it was down to zero degrees overnight, uh, which as you can imagine, you know, I cracked out my thermals and it got a bit bitey. And I got back on Tuesday and I had my monthly treatment and my skin just drank in all of the product much, much quicker ever before because my skin had completely dried out due to the cold weather, as you can imagine. And what I mean by drunk it up is my dermal therapist barely had to rub it over my skin. It, she just pushed it across the skin and it went straight in. So there was no need to actually massage that product in. So what do we need to know about our skin coming into this chilly winter season? And besides our hot porridges drizzled with honey and delicious hot drinks and wine and crackling fires, what should we know and omit or include in our winter routine. Okay, so firstly, let's just go through, um, I'll be going through seven, let's see, what have I got here? I've, I'm going to be going through eight ways that we can combat and manage our skin this winter. And I just want to start with why we get dry skin in the first place. Okay, so for those of us with naturally dry skin, which can be a bit rare when we've got acne, but hey, it happens, always to the best of us, the cool winter air can slow down the oil production with, you know where that comes from, oil production means sebaceous glands. And this means we have less oil. So this means less of that natural lubricant um, around the skin, which means it dries out. So why is that in the first place? Well, the cold air tends to have less moisture in it than air in the warmer and hotter months. So you know what I'm talking about. If you get off a plane and you're going to a beautiful tropical destination and that hot air hits you in the face like a wet blanket, sometimes it almost literally is. It's because that air is hot and heavy with moisture, whereas in where it's cold, it has less moisture in it. So it's not promoting, I guess, that oil production and, and, and moisture within our own skin. So what that means is when we have bitter cold and harsh winds that hit the skin, it really directly impacts our fat layer of the skin, and that's known as our lipids. And our lipids act as a bit of a defense force. So this is what our skin uses to keep our oil where it's supposed to be, so holds it in place. But when the lipids are disrupted, there's no protection. There's none of that protection layer to keep that oil where it's supposed to be. And it doesn't uh, any longer protect our skin from the bacteria and nefarious substances from entering the body. So if we if this layer begins to disintegrate a little bit, we can say hello to a proliferation of our zits. Okay. 
And then in terms of the air quality, it can then be compounded with heater air. So indoors we can smash that heater or sometimes use the fires and that tends to dry the skin out which can lead to a buildup of our dead skin cells in our hair follicles and we know what that means. A P bacteria invasion which means a bit of an acne breakout. Okay, So how can we combat all of this? In the recent episode that I had with Debbie Dixon, I'll put the link in the show notes and I definitely recommend you listen to that particularly if you're wondering how products impact skin. We spent quite a bit of time discussing oil and why it's important to have a healthy oil flow and not to look at heavy usage of products that just strip the skin of our natural oils. Look, and some of you may have experienced that. I know I have that dry out and flake the skin sometimes even. And this is also the case with dry skin. So it's okay to use oils or oil-based products just given that they're the right ones developed for your acne condition, not just anything off the shelf. So in your routine, look, consult your dermal clinician or your beautician to discuss increasing how you moisturize your skin on a daily basis. Okay, you may need to either double the impact, impact the intake that you're putting on your skin or possibly change your, your moisturizer, whether that's a gel or you move over to a straight moisturizer. Um, or, or maybe a different product. So that's uh, an option that you need to start considering to combat that dry skin. So we're going to talk about dehydration. So dehydrated skin, you might not always feel it, okay? It doesn't mean that it's going to be particularly flaky or that it's going to be dried out or oily, but basically what happens when it's dehydrated is that the skin tends to lose a lot of our sebum, so the oil, which can lead to a skin feeling a little bit tight or tense. And what that re- we're really um, speaking to is called transepidermal water loss. So that's a loss of water within the um, bounds of our skin. Okay, so to counteract this dehydration within the skin, what you need to do is not excessively exfoliate or use a lot of the harsh cleansers okay so what i'd recommend here and this is what i do particularly in winter use double of this product but i use a hydrating mist i use a herb and mineral mist around my face to be able to hydrate the skin and that's obviously what we're doing in in terms of our skin externally but what we need to make sure that we do in winter and because we're not hot and sweaty all the time it can be more difficult but need to make sure that we're hydrating our inner body as well so eight to ten glasses a day will do of high quality water so set an alarm or a reminder for um like maybe once an hour or have a drink bottle with you the whole time just to remind yourself to drink some water or a glass of water And if you're looking for a bit of a skin hydration boosting water recipe, I can recommend, you know, really, really simple. If you've got easy access to a cucumber, not really a winter veg, but hey, if you've got access, slice some of that up, throw in some some of the lemon to be able to help hydrate as well. If you can't access some of those, even some lemon or lime is delicious. And uh, it looks like a bit of a a cocktail as well. I'm not one for cocktails, but I just love the color. (laughs) Um, the third, what are we going to do with winter and skin? And you may experience this, and look, I always get this whenever I'm around the snow, but chapped skin, particularly around the cheeks, okay? 
And this is fairly common and it can be a, a bit of a combination of uh, the dry skin, you might be dehydrated, you might be outdoors more than normal, that's where you get that pink flush and it can sometimes instead of flaky, it can just become quite sturdy skin, like really hard skin and starts to be able to flake or chap itself. So if you know that you're going to be maybe out and about more than normal or you have this particular effect, what I recommend is some of the moisturizers that I was talking about before, particularly the oil-based. But in order to make sure that you're getting the right one, particularly for wintertime, just make sure you consult your dermal therapist or your beautician who you're working with where you've gotten your products from just to make sure that you're getting the right ones that are going to combat that skin con- skin the, the skin condition that you're going to get throughout winter. Okay. So number four, so products. So we mentioned it before in terms of maybe adding on a certain moisturizer or doubling up the moisturizer that you might be using and possibly including a hydrating spray or a hydrating product into your routine. So one thing that I found quite interesting is my research that some of you may know, uh, but most treatments that you'll be getting or products that you have and and some of these are in mine as well, are certain ingredients. And the more concentrated ingredients for acne, there are three core ones, okay? Benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, and retinol. So benzoyl peroxide came out um, based on a study uh, several decades ago and is a topical ointment And look, I know many of you have been on it. It's kind of, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a peroxide uh, that to a degree works kind of like a a bleach, but to the acne. So it can be incredibly drying. You just imagine what that does. And it's, and it has been proven to be effective, which is great. It's kind of like a topical antibiotic to a degree. That's kind of the best way to explain it. So it's obviously a heavy treatment. Salicylic acid is something that's used in a lot of acne uh, products. So the benzoyl peroxide um, can be used as an ingredient in product, but generally is a prescription uh, from the chemist, straight product that you use just straight across your face as a topical treatment. But salicylic acid tends to more be in uh, products that you can use. So salicylic acid is... Known, uh, known to contain compound called beta-hydroxy acid, known as BHA. And it can tend to dry out the skin as benzoyl does, um, particularly when it's already dry. So salicylic acid comes from the compound called salicin that's derived from willow bark tree, and it has been used effectively to treat skin conditions. The other main compound used in acne-specific product treatments is called retinol. So retinol, like uh, other particular medications, even like isotretinoin, you will start to pick up the retinols, retinins, within a lot of the products. What it means is vitamin A. Retinol is just a scientific word for vitamin A. And what that is, it's very uh, strong. And it has a tendency to just dry the skin out. Some of them used to, or or might feel like it's stripping the skin of its or of its oil. So, I I guess it's just an awareness that when you're going into a stage of 
wintry dry skin some of these these three particular ingredients may have a tendency to dry the skin out what you can do like i mentioned before is looking at something that can either complement it or under the right direction of whoever might have uh, prescribed any of those products to you uh, possibly if they've recommended that you reduce it because of the dryness with things like isotretinoin that's a uh, that's quite separate uh, but I think that you wouldn't be recommended to reduce that but if you're doing that it has to be under the guidance and like I just said of the person who's prescribed it to you because there's obviously a program behind it but what you can do is complement your products with something that's going to hydrate or possibly boost the oil production of your skin like I mentioned before so uh, a hydrating spray or mist might really really work for you if you're using products with those three ingredients in them so number five showering so we all do it I hope <laughs> but sometimes feeling like we're going to go into steam room sauna or boiling hot shower could be the best actually I was thinking about it today I really I want to go for a swim this weekend and it's in the ocean and just think, oh gosh, it would be so helpful if there was a sauna nearby. But um, as you would know, the first thing you might want to do when you get home is have a steaming hot shower. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are just two call outs with having the piping hot winter showers that I just want to make you aware of. Okay. Firstly is hot water. So we're already in a stage of possibly having dry skin, not just on our face at this stage, but across our body as well. And hot water can dry our skin out even further. So you're, you're thinking about, say, a car tank and we've driven it so far and it's half full. And then we put an extra couple of people in the car and it needs more energy to use the fuel and it's depleting really quickly. And then we keep depleting it with, with more along the way. That's kind of what's happening to the body at this stage. Okay, when we're putting more hot water onto our bodies, we're reducing the amount of that oil within the bodies because we're eradicating it, creating even drier skin. So one thing you can do is look at the soaps that you're using and look at a gentle, gentle, not a gentle, a gentle cleanser to possibly swap across from a harsher soap and making sure that you're looking at moisturizing significantly after your shower as well and making sure you're doing that across the body too okay so i hope that makes sense number six luscious lips so one core sign that winter's coming up <laughs> are cracked lips right we've all been there and uh, walking around with either lipstick or lip balm can become permanent in winter but one thing i've really found can help particularly getting rid of the dry flaked skin is when you're brushing your teeth brush your lips as well so when brushing your lips you can get rid of some of that dead skin that's there flaking and cracking them up and that will just help heal heal that process much quicker to help you get back to the softer more luscious lips okay so and if you can't if you're looking at really simple options, you don't have to go out and buy lots of balms, things like that. Even if you use coconut oil is okay. I even use olive oil. Sometimes it's very tasty, so I end up eating a lot of it. But um, even coconut oil is great as a moisturizer. 
So hats and scarves, number seven. These are necessary, you know, particularly if you're going skiing or spending, again, a decent period of time outside. But I just want you to know, uh, just be aware that these are instruments of clothing that are entrapping the skin, okay? That means that the oil is being caught and stuck. So it's becoming stagnant, which can lead to an acne breakout because of the clogged oil and um, that lack of oxygen. So I just encourage you to make sure you give your skin some airtime if you can and just be really hygienic with the clothing that you're using, um, particularly if it's coming into your acne prone areas. So just making sure that you're washing them regularly and frequently and not letting the dead skin cells because your dead skin cells will be coming off into it just making sure you're eradicating those by giving them a good wash and that brings me nicely into the eighth point around pillowcases so this is you know like of course it's going to help around winter but generally something you should be looking at doing anyway because pillowcases can be a bit of a nightmare when we've got breakouts okay so it's not the pillowcase itself that's the problem necessarily. It's just that they can catch. It's kind of like they go fishing for dead skin, dead oil, and it's kind of like a catch-all, like a big garbage bin, but for our heads. I'm sorry, it's not that eloquent, but you get the idea. And look, like most things that will transfer the dirt and oil to your skin, um, according to Dr. David E. Bank, he's the director and founder of the Center of Dermatology and Laser and Cosmetic Laser Surgery. He said that pillowcases can be the cause of acne mechanica, which is basically an acne that comes about due to an external device. So acne, and in his, and I'm just quoting him, acne mechanica is any type of acne that is the result of material or objects touching your face. When your pillowcase isn't laundered or changed regularly, a buildup of dirt and oil from the environment, as well as your skin and hair touching the pillow, is transferred back to your skin. This can clog pores and cause blemishes. So he's not just talking about things falling onto the pillowcases. He's talking about that coming back to our skin when we touch the pillowcases with our faces as well. So that's quite... uh, guess just researching some of that a made me feel uncomfortable and b I, I went to put my washing on straight away but look the general rule of thumb is wash these once a week if your acne is really severe try and make it more frequent uh, and use um, a really friendly washing powder or washing liquid uh, either organic or you you know you'll find that from a health food store so you're not using something with an ingredient in it that can potentially exacerbate your acne if it still stays within the pillowcase so I guess that that's an overview to acne uh, dry skin and what happens around winter time so there are eight things that you can look at there and consider I appreciate it's um, sometimes really frustrating when especially over summer we can get breakouts and then it might take a little while to get you know back into skin equilibrium after the hot months and then before you know it it's across to winter and we go through the same thing again it can be so frustrating because 
that our skin is just changing with the seasons is, and once we feel like we've gotten a really good skin routine and getting some where with the results it can completely break out again it's really annoying I, I know it definitely happens with me so I hope that gives you a bit of an insight into how our skin responds and reacts within the winter months and what you can do about that dry skin so I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, as always, I love to hear from you. I love hearing your uh, success stories. Uh, there are so many of them. Um, feel free to reach out on social pipes or uh, an email through. Um, have an amazing week. I will speak with you soon. And thanks for tuning in as always. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like more information, updates, and to stay posted on latest developments, so visit the website Better Skin better.life so that's www.better b-e-t-t-e-r skin s-k-i-n better b-e-t-t-e-r dot l-i-f-e uh, visit the website and i will speak with you next time bye